questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Before we begin today's show, I want to remind you that we have MMS water purification products available again. Many of you have written, and we finally found a new supplier. Go to VeritasRadio.com to order. I also want to play you a message from one of our listeners. Hey, Mel, my name is Brandon. I just want to say thank you so much for the content you put out. You know, I grew up with a lot of health issues, overcame them with nutrition, fitness, and mindset realized the corruption in the food and medical industry and then that led me down the rabbit hole and here I am 30 years old and still <laughs> seeking truth and uh it's platforms like yours that don't make me feel so alone because quite frankly most people just go along with the mainstream narrative and have the inability to critically think so um I just want to make sure that you know that you're making more of an impact than you may realize you're really helping a lot of people out <laughs> uh even though I don't uh, get to surround myself around people who think like I do. At least I know that there's others out there. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I, you know, if, if if you get the time to listen to this and actually respond, that'd be that'd be super cool. And one thing that I'm curious about, you're, you're very level headed. You seem super educated. You've been doing this for so long. You probably longer than I've been alive. <laughs> Quite frankly, uh, not calling you old, my man. Not calling you old, but uh, I, I, I just want to know: Do you find hope in the next in the upcoming years? Do you do you think that there's a that whole the the great awakening? Do you think there's any relevance to that? Do you think that we're going to go into a better direction? Because I see how asleep people are and, and how toxic the world is, and I I wonder if this is a world to bring children into. You know, I've always wanted kids, but it'd be hard to bring children into this current world. And I was just curious what your perspective is on on the long term. Hello, Brandon, and thank you for your words. Except for calling me old. Just kidding. I never get tired of saying this. It's messages like yours that fill my tank and keep me going. First, Brandon, you're not alone. I will tell you, I suspect one of the top reasons why people subscribe to this radio program, it's because they need a tribe. We are your tribe. That's why I always say, welcome home. You're right. I've been researching this before you were born. And believe me, that was before the internet. And if you think you feel alone now, imagine back then. So to you and anyone listening, you are not crazy, and you're not alone. And if anyone ever calls you a conspiracy theorist, that's the way lazy people love to dismiss those who find the truth and those who research the truth. They don't want to have their paradigm shattered, and they love to feel safe in their cocoon, wearing a, as many masks as they're told. Their compliance makes them complicit. Do I find hope? And is there a great awakening taking place? If you know me by now, you know I have never once offered false hope or hopium. But every day, I see more and more people who were asleep a few months ago, and they're hyper-aware now. People I never thought would escape their own matrix are now contacting me. So yes, there is an awakening taking place, and I truly believe this is why they are trying to shut us down in every way. In every incarnation of slavery, for thousands of years, there was one thing in common. The masters wanted the slaves as uneducated as possible. But we are more than them, and there are many of us who will never live on our knees. The fact that young people like you are awake and can think for yourselves 
is an incredible sign that brainwashing from schools and universities is pervasive, and I commend you for stepping outside that box. Is this a world to bring children into? I can totally understand your concern. Do you want to see your child grow in this present world? I know the simple answer for many would be no, but that is what the system wants. What I would like to see is more children. Why? I waited a few years after I got married to have our child. I wanted to travel, create a stable financial life, etc. And these are valid reasons to wait. But there's always an excuse to delay everything. Switching a job, buying a business, taking a trip, you name it. But to me, having a child is what solidified my purpose in life. It gave me the strength to do what I do now. Because if I can make a difference in your life, you can make a difference in others. It's the pebble thrown in the lake. It ripples in eternity. Humanity has experienced worse moments. I remember years ago, one of our listeners told me of her father, who grew up during World War I, the Spanish flu, the Great Depression, World War II, the Korean War, and even Vietnam. And still, he raised a family and found ways to hope for a better day, always, regardless of the circumstances. That is also my long-term perspective. No matter what, we are here at this moment in time for a reason. And most importantly, whether you decide to have children or not, you can always leave your legacy by doing something. We are all doing the best we can. Thank you again, Brandon. And for all the listeners, you can go to the member section and record a message for me. And I may use it in the future. But please, do not leave a message with support questions. That's not the place to ask why you can't log in. Use the contact button instead. Thank you. The word dis-ease comes from Old French, then to Middle English, and means lack of ease. So the choice by members of the alternative medicine community to hyphenate the word is not as unusual as it first seems. Proponents of alternative medicine believe that modern, traditional medicine tends to empower the disease itself through its naming conventions and obsession with pathology. And they believe that focusing instead on the natural this ease-free condition is a better avenue to overall good health and well-being. According to tonight's special guest, there is one disease and one cure. That's it. The rest is a scam. We are ruled by psychopaths and run by idiots. The disease is acidosis, and the cure is getting alkaline. That's it. So this should be for you to cure what ails you and get your way to its ideal by respecting the delicate pH balance of the body. An alkaline individual is one with a pH of 7.4 or higher. Most get there by switching to plant-based but limit sugary fruits. A smart vegan is someone who is plant-based but does overdo the sweet fruits like apples, oranges, and bananas. The real way to stay healthy is to keep the delicate pH balance of the quote-unquote fish tank, also known as the body, at 7.4 and above. This is done by eating 80% alkaline, mainly dark cruciferous veggies and good fats, and 20% acidic like meat is acceptable if one just doesn't want to quit it altogether. On top of learning how to eat for disease and weight loss, we'll discuss the terrain theory over the germ theory so you can stop worrying and wearing masks. Having oxygenated blood is very important if you live in this electromagnetic Wi-Fi soup. This day and age is a trip. Stay alive and be a warrior by getting alkaline. You are listening to Veritas.
If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Ian Jacqueline is a documentary filmmaker, concert promoter, actor, and kickboxing champion. His 10-year acting career in Hollywood included starring roles in Deathmatch, an expert weapon, as well as lead roles in several other action movies. His television credits include appearances on Days of Our Lives and the sitcom Just Shoot Me. His acting years coincided with his 10-year professional fighting career. In 1990, he was chosen to be the light heavyweight in the camp of heavyweight boxing champ Lennox Lewis. A black belt in Kempo Karate, Jacqueline went on to become the International Sport Karate Association's and the World Kickboxing and Karate Association's North American champion. He was ranked number two in the world by WKA in 1992. He's the author of two books, I Cure Cancer, Learn How to Turn Your Body into a Cancer-Free Zone, and the latest one, Alkaline, Dr. Robert O. Young's PH Diet and Mindset, which will be the focus of tonight's interview. And we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. For more information about Ian Jacqueline, go to archangelstudios.org. Ian doesn't mince words, but that's his strategy when deploying many truth nukes tonight. Ian Jacqueline joins us directly from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hello, Ian, and welcome to Veritas. Thank you very much. It's a true honor. I love to speak to voices that have been in my ears for years. I've been listening to you and to, to have a conversation with you. Like, I know you. I know I've heard your shows for, for so long. So it's it's really a pleasure and an honor for me to, to be on on this show. Everybody well, is. it's an honor for me to hear that. Anybody in your field that listens to me and, and, and you know, we you and I were talking offline now. A lot of, uh, you know, kindred spirits here. You've talked to a lot of the same people that I've talked to. We've fallen into the rabbit hole. And uh, when it comes to health, this is this is a priority for me, especially in this last year with the pandemic. But you had a distinguished career in professional martial arts, and now you've become a champion for health. 99% of the people I interview, Ian, who discuss health, had their own encounter with dis-ease. And, of course, I hyphenate that. Are you one of them? That's the irony, actually. No. Everybody says that. What, did you have cancer? Or did your girlfriend, did somebody, you know, your family have cancer? No. I just found out cancer was curable if you could stay, if you stayed away from your, your oncologist. And I basically snapped because I'm thinking, wait a minute. All these, all, all these years, and I used to think that my mom might get cancer because I thought that ran in her family, which turned out to be a mistake. But so I was worried that cancer would maybe get my mom, and I was so scared of it. And then just 
a, a friend of mine was doing a play. I was doing a play with in Los Angeles in the 90s, and she had, was bragging to her friend. She cured herself of terminal cervical cancer, and she she did it by just going natural, dropping the key, didn't do the chemo radiation surgery, did all natural. Nowadays, we just call it alkaline. Back then in the early 90s, she, we didn't know what it was called. So, But she just went on an alkaline diet and basically cured herself. So that's how I got involved with this. It wasn't because... I ended up, I mean, her and I became good friends. We dated for a bit and friends for years and, and helped so many people, did a lot of radio shows. But I just knew that uh, after that moment, I'd be a real douchebag, basically, if I was to move on in my life and not tell all the people what I just found out, you know. And it was, you don't die of cancer, you die of acidosis, you get acidic. I won't get into it right this second, but... In, in this interview, I'll explain it all to you. So as far as this timeline goes, where I met the person that taught me how to cure cancer, it wasn't because, oh, my God, somebody in my, my family was dying or I was dying. I just basically got indignant when I found out that our government, our hospitals, I, I got so angry. OK, I might as well get into the story. I just made a documentary on it. I was already an actor in Hollywood. I was, you know former kickboxing champion and now an actor and i just wanted to make a documentary about how to cure cancer how this friend of mine did because i got on the internet that's when the internet first came out and everybody uh i would look their stuff up on the internet and then call them to put a voice to the story and again it was just time after time it was like yeah we said no to chemo radiation and surgery and did eight nowadays we call it alkaline but back then it was just eight right you know eight different so, yeah, I don't mean kind of skipped ahead of my story. I don't know if you want to because we got a while yet if, if you wanted to start. No, that's fine. I just wanted to I wanted to know, because, as I said, most of the people that come here is because they conquered this ease. But in your case, you were kind of the messenger for the person you were dating and and, and, and you are now conveying this information. But one thing I'm very curious about, as I don't need to tell you that we're living in their Orwellian times. If Orwell were still alive, he would want, uh, and Aldous Oxley too, he would want uh, royalties. When it comes to free speech, that's gone. Big tech, Silicon Valley mafia. But your book, the first one, and I think you stealthily made the second book with a title that is not as, as uh, dangerous, if, if you want to call it that way, but you call it I Cure Cancer. How in the world did that book even survive? I don't know, man. That, uh, you know, I was just young and brash. It was the 90s. It was the dot-com age. My good friend Brent Beatty and I were in New York City trying to start this production company, and, and he... Uh, he was getting all these dot-com names for the business. And he goes, my little IQ cancer thing was just sort of a Dudley do-right thing to do yeah. on the side. Like my job was still to try and make money as an actor, a filmmaker, whatever fighter. And so, um, basically my buddy Brent and I, we were doing this, this, this company. And after, shoot, now I'm going to forget the point. I'm sorry. Can, what was I just, I, I split. As soon as I went to New York City, I was like, oh, man, we could go on. Different no, just the, the, the name. You're saying that during the dot-com times, you just got the name oh, I Cure Cancer. That's right. That's all it was. That's why, it's, that's why I'm, yeah, it was no big deal. He was like, what do you want? I go, I don't know, curecancer.com, and it was taken. And he goes, oh, let's try icurecancer.com. And, and yeah, sure enough, it was there. So we took it and just ran with it. And then I named the movie I Cure Cancer as well because I shot a documentary on it. Um and then eventually I knew I had to write the book. But yeah, 
and it was it took a while in the beginning it was no big deal it did eventually get ta- taken off of amazon the dvd and i think because of the name but it's i mean i don't know there's another book out called i cure cancer as well somebody got there before me i was so upset but it turns out it doesn't matter as long as it's a different author name it you know so it probably worked to my advantage that there's more than one book called that uh so and I just ran with it and then you write the next one my last book I just named it alkaline because I learned I probably lost you know I've I've been on big shows I won't even you know the people some of the shows yeah. I've been on and at the end of the show they're saying Ian that was like one of the greatest shows but we can't use it because you talked you used the v word you know for yeah. shot and you use you, you know you can't say you cure cancer you can't say this and that so I've I've lost probably hundreds of thousands of views because I'm so outspoken. And, and this new age of no more free speech. I grew up free speech. I grew up a Generation X guy, you know, so we could say, you know, can, can I use that word on the show? Go, go, that's okay. You know what? I'm going to put a disclaimer at the beginning. Just say this is for adult mature audiences. You, you are a year younger than me, so we're the same generation. Okay, right. Yeah. I mean, I'll try and keep it clean, but sometimes I get passionate. <laughs> So when it comes to that, you have to be stealthy. That's very smart of you. But, um, you know, why don't we just begin because this word is so important, so important. For those who haven't heard our interviews about alkalinity, which we've done a few, let's define the term first. What is alkalinity? And also explain homeostasis. Okay. The alkalinity is the opposite of acidity. And almost, and this is perfect for all y'all that think you have the convid you don't you have the flu which isn't the flu it's acidosis which is the opposite of alkalinity so i tell everybody you don't have anything it's not even the flu you're just cleaning out the garbage that you ate you drank you think you thought and you um uh breathed and you, i think everybody's chest thing is because of what they spray in the air so this is all basically acidosis everybody gets acidosis especially anyway because it's usually january february We've already had, what, from Halloween to Christmas and New Year's, so much sugar and stuff that's just acidosis building up. Your body can't take it, and you get sick. People call it the flu. They call it the cold. They call it pneumonia. But it's it's phlegm, which is just acid coming out of your body. And this is great. Some people get fat. So you look at fat people. They, fat people might not like themselves because they're big, but that's actually saving your life because you're not getting rid of your acid. You would die if, if that did. If you weren't fat, you would die. So that your fatness is actually saving you. When you learn to eat alkaline, you won't be fat anymore. And if you're too skinny, if you learn to eat alkaline, you won't be too skinny anymore either. So it's really all about acidosis. Not We don't want it. And we get that if we eat dairy, if we eat meat, if we eat sugar. Believe it or not, the human body is only supposed to eat chlorophyll, oil, water, and salt. Chlorophyll comes from the plants, the greens, and that's from the sunlight, photons. We eat that. That's great energy. Oils, as in good oils like hemp seed and um, avocado, you know, olive oil, raw, that kind of stuff. Uh, that we run on that. Uh, and good water, of course, it has to be preferably alkaline. Those alkaline water machines are legit. If anybody ever diss one of them, slap that person <laughs> with some love and uh, let them know they're wrong because alkaline water is good. It alkaline water, alkaline food, alkaline thoughts, everything. What that's doing is donating electrons. And that's what we run on. We run on electrons. We don't run on fat. We don't run on meat. We don't run on sugar. That's all BS. It's all, that's a set standard American diet to keep you sick. 
And so, and I learned all that making that film. I, the, the film's on, on YouTube for free. It's called I Cured Cancer by Ian Jacqueline. And uh, it basically goes through everybody talking about chemo, radiation, surgery, how it just didn't work, you know? And then they talk about what did work, what they did do. And you're looking them in the eyes and a lot of them are still alive. I made that film and then it came out in 2006. And uh, there's, they're, I mean, and that's why when I run into people, I'm a cancer coach today. If you know anybody has cancer or any degenerative disease, all they have is acidosis. And I, I'm a coach in that. So I teach people how to get their pH up. If you're an average person, your pH, if you were to test your urine on the pH strip in the morning, it's probably about 6.3. If you're not healthy and you have cancer, it's closer to five, five and a half. At four and a half, you die. What we want is 7.2 to 7.4. So this is what I like to bring to my to the table whenever I join a, 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 an awake crowd like this is to try and get your vibration up even higher than it already is. If you if you already know there's ETs and the whole story, then you're doing good. Now let's just bring up your vibration, and and that's going to be done by drinking the clean, pure water. What I do if I can't if you can't because I can't afford uh, machines all the time, they break. What I don't have one now, so I just have distilled water and uh, I put in a little pink salt for the minerals. Perfect, perfect, perfect water for you is distilled water with a little pink salt. Um, and my favorite trick to teach everybody is baking soda. Right now, all this bullshit about the, you know, the the convid, it's you're just acidic, especially now after all the holidays and stuff. So you just you need to be taking a teaspoon of what I this is what I do. You don't do whatever you want, but I do one teaspoon of um, baking soda in uh, a glass of water after meals, or I'll put two in this big one, you can't see it if you're not watching video, but it's, it's, a, it's a, big, uh, a big water bottle, 40 ounces, and I'll put two teaspoons in it and just carry it around with me all day. Because if you're having a snack here and there that's acidic, you are now nullifying that with the baking soda. And here's how it works, it's beautiful, it's so beautiful. This is all thanks to Dr. Robert O. Young. I got so lucky to meet this guy. So Dr. Dr. Bernardo, Mahalka was my first master, and he's the guy who made the star of I Cure Cancer and the star of my book, I Cure Cancer. Um, then, lo and behold, he passes away, and I'm basically just holding the torch myself the best I can, passing people out his, his uh, protocol. And, um, and then all of a sudden, this, I read this story about Dr. Robert O. Young gets thrown in jail again. And this is like Bernardo, because Bernardo got thrown in jail, too. They tried to put him away for 20 years because he cures too many people with cancer. Basically, 9 out of 10 people who came to Bernardo and 9 out of 10 people that went to Dr. Young are walking out scot-free. doesn't matter what stage it is. Maybe this, I think, it's all documented in court, too, because they tried to take him to court. And this is how I got to be friends with Robert. I called him right after he got out of jail. And I said, hey, man, my, my man, my, my coach, my teacher, my professor went through what you went through. I was praying for you. I was sending him warrior light, you know. And now that you're out, I just wanted to say maybe we could do a movie, I mean, a, a, like an interview sometime. And he said, yes. So we just became friends. I interviewed him a bunch of times over the next year. And then I came out with a book called Alkaline. Alkaline, Dr. Robert O. Young's Diet and Mindset. It's on Amazon. And that's the Ferrari. I got the IQ Cancer book. That's the SUV, the camping thing. It's a lot of information about marijuana, cannabis, um, blood roots, and all different other things. Uh, and the alkaline, you know, from Dr. Robert or Dr. Bernardo. And then the alkaline one is just strictly the alkaline. It's like the Ferrari. If you've got cancer, jump in the Ferrari and get to that finish line as quick as possible. And not all you've got to do is stop being acidic and become alkaline. 
And my, the favorite trick is, is the baking soda, you know, get some Arm & Hammer. As long as it's it, – people freak out over it, like, oh, it's got to be organic. It's got it, – it's baking soda. It's sodium bicarbonate. It's from the ground. that You can't get any more – I mean, yeah, make sure there's no weird caking agents and stuff in it. But in general, I know Arm & Hammer is fine. I take it every day, so – so interesting. Um, you know, I, I love it that you're so passionate. Because that's what the right there, man. You y'all can bring up your vibration. I, I can tell that you're passionate about it. And, and, and yeah, we have a little bit of a delay. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Perfect. Okay. You're so passionate about it. And this is the kind of talk that I like to have with people who see results and you've surrounded yourself. I've heard of the times that Dr. Young has, has been sent to jail, as many others have. And, you know, they, they're lucky to be alive because, as you know, we have lost a lot of, of alternative practitioners who have died uh, under mysterious circumstances. And this, this keeps happening all the time. Would you agree with me if I told you that when we see the industries, we think of oil and we think of Big Pharma. Big Pharma has its own intelligence apparatus. If anyone out there is going to be jeopardizing their income stream, they won't stop at anything. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's the big problem with all this. And I used to be scared of it, too, because I thought, man, if we did cure cancer tomorrow, so many people ought to be out of work. But they just proved to me we can handle it. <laughs> they just shut down the world for a year now, coming up a year. And no, I mean, sure, a lot of people snapped and there's, it's tragic what happened. But, you know, in general, the humanity did not go away. So uh, basically, we just need to do the reset. But what... Get rid of the bankers, the banksters, uh, you know, the, the people at the top, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers. The, the, there's a dozen, everybody knows that watches this show. There's a dozen actors and bad actors in this world right now. And um, now that everybody's waking up to them, I really feel bad for them. I don't know what's going to happen. Because <laughs> even though I, I don't like the, the, the torture that they put humanity through, I still, I'm not a sadist myself. I don't want to see anybody suffer. I'd rather everybody just wake up. And, uh, you know, flip, do what you got to do. But we, human beings are going to fix themselves. You, it, that's what I think just happened with this. What's the thing that happened on Wall Street with the GameStop or something? Yeah, Robin I mean, Hood. Basic, I'm not a big, yeah, I'm not a Wall Street guy, but I hear what happened is they, they were going to do their usual inside trading and rip everybody off and make a ton of money themselves. But thanks to social media, some elite got out, boom, the people actually did well this time. Am I yeah. correct on that one? You are absolutely correct. It's uh, just for anybody who wonders, there's this trading company called Robinhood that is a platform. And uh, if you know who the guy behind that company is, there's no Robinhood about it. But a bunch of guys got together and read it in this little uh, group called Wall Street, uh, forgot the name, but they all outsmarted the billionaires. And I saw videos of some of those traders they were ready to jump out of the windows uh, because of what happened. Because usually what happens, they, they, it's pump and dump. You, you mentioned Catherine Austin Fitz. You know, she talks about it all the time. It's orchestrated. They pump the stocks. And then when it's so high, they short the stock so that it just drops again. And they buy it at a fraction of, of what they bought it before. The same with the real estate. The same thing with the dot-com bombs. Um, but these kids, these millennials, outsmarted them. And now they have to get even smarter. So the little guy is uh, gaining some ground here, Ian. Yeah, that's, I really feel that. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I can live on PayPal. I don't need any bank. I don't need any of those guys. Or we could go to the local credit unions. So, but it doesn't really matter what guys like you and I 
I think we've got to hope for the people up at the top end are, are really uh, working. I'm still, I mean, devastated over us being robbed, Trump being robbed. But I, too, believe that uh, from my research I've been doing, and I talked to a lot of people like yourself who also do a lot of research, and I can't wait to hear your opinion. But as much as I hate to say I still have hope with the whole Q thing and all that, I mean, I do. I actually still think the plan's going to go ahead, and, and I'm that March 5th date, even though we're not, or whatever date it was, because we're not supposed to think dates, but I really feel I cannot give up yet on the whole, the white hats, or just white energy, light. The light is winning over the dark. I'm not giving up yet. Are you? I'm remaining neutral just because I, I never, never, and this has been a promise of mine from the beginning. My goal is to, to, to transmute darkness into light. And, but at the same time, I yeah. don't want to give false hope, the hopium that we're seeing. Uh, everybody asks me, are you a Q follower? I'm a Q observer observer, but I'm yes. not here holding my breath. You know, there's a few things. Right. What's happening in Washington, all these troops, the, the, the fences that have been erected there, uh, the, the thousands of troops there that just, it, it's really, it, it's interesting seeing, you know, Biden in what looks to be a studio, uh, getting an Air Force Two as opposed to Air Force One. I can only speculate about yes. what I see. And then you see the Trump Hotel in Washington that I looked at the prices for the dates that you quoted March 5th. I think it was those two days. Yeah. It's almost like the, the rates go, you know, triple. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that something's going to happen, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I have to be optimistic because if, if not, the communists have taken over and I, I hate to even sound like a downer, but I've gone through this two generations of mine went through it. I heard it all my life. I see what's coming. If nothing happens, if our military does not act, I don't know. The last month of Biden signing executive orders and undoing everything that Trump did, I don't know. How can we withstand four more years of that? No, we can't. I think we're dead. The Agenda 21 comes true and, and billions die. So that can't happen. And I, I'm hoping everybody got red-pilled from this whole thing. They got this light that they didn't know was coming. And I think we're, everybody's still simulating it because it's a lot to drop on. Guys like you and me, we've been doing it for a decade or so, maybe more. But these people are going, wait, what? <laughs> Aliens? Anunnaki? What? Or, or uh, RH negative? Uh, you know, nobody gets it. So that's why I'm making this film and book, my next book called Space Cadet, because I, I basically got to show people the truth, what happened, what I found out, that if you if you want to cure yourself of cancer, you can't do the Western medicine because of who? The Roth, the Rockefellers. Now, who are they? Oh, they're friends of the Rothschilds. Now, who are they? They're the uh, main slaves for the Anunnaki, or whatever you want to call the uh, extraterrestrials. Uh, and supposedly we're all extraterrestrials. Nobody's from Earth. We're all from different star systems. But uh, so for this, this film is very exciting for me because I've never dove into none of this stuff. I thought I used to be like everybody else, like, oh, you're crazy if you believe, live, believe in UFOs or, or life out there, only to find out mathematically speaking, it's impossible, statistically impossible for us to be alone in this universe just just by numbers. So. It's been a real eye-opener for me. I, I learned who's... Who, it's gangsters. I tell everybody, look, if you don't get what's going on with this, the convict thing and the masks, just think gangster. Watch watch the Goodfellas. Watch a few gangster movies and see it's all about money and whoever has the most money. He who has the gold makes the rules. I, I, I heard there may be a family above the Rothschilds, uh, the, the Red Dragons or something. I don't know. But again, that's so far beyond. 
I can't even get to that point. I get, can't get beyond my own people to help them realize that we're, we're being, you know, pillaged. <laughs> and this is why it's so important to, to have this conversation about the alkalinity, because as you say, you know, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the, the 13 families, we can de go deep into this rabbit hole, but can we really, you and I, do something about it right now? Probably not, but we can tell, right. give people information to empower themselves, because if there's one thing that I learned from this pandemic, Ian, there was a silver lining. And I, I always say this all the time. I have a group of friends where I have to behave like a normie. Let me use that word. Not woke, normie, because they, they cannot understand what you and I and my audience knows, right? But the other day I went to dinner with a couple of, of ours, a friends of ours, and the wife who was totally into vaccines. She was a former um, pharmaceutical sales rep. The husband is a doctor. Oh. She woke up in the past six months, and I, can, I could not believe how deep into the rabbit hole. And she confessed to me and said, you know what? I had my son and my daughter of you know, 15 and 17 vaccinated for Gardasil over a year ago, not knowing. Now I know better. I wish I had known. And she's totally with us. It took six months for her to be probably in the level that I am now. And I'm seeing so many people waking up To this puncture, I can't use the word V, the puncture. And I, th I believe a third of the population is against it. And that number might be even higher when we start seeing what happens in the next year or two, because this is totally experimental. So have you seen a lot yes. of people around you who were not awake, quote unquote, now all of a sudden become awakened? Yeah, that's what I mean by red-pilled. So everybody, like in the yes, picture, yes, you got the green pill, the red pill or the blue pill, whatever it was. Yeah, the red pill is one where you wake up and it's, it's happening because everybody was locked at home anyway. They had nothing else to do but the research. And so I took total advantage of this and have been just pumping out, my, especially my space cadet stuff. I used to keep quiet on that. My friends are like, Ian, keep your space cadet stuff separate from the cancer stuff because nobody will take you serious. And I don't, again, I don't give a shit of what anybody thinks. <laughs> you know, I'm just, just coming to you with the truth. Not only that, Ian, I think that, that a lot of people are now realizing that the, 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 sorry so we have a little bit of delay but right now with this talk about ufos i think a lot of people are taking that seriously it's no longer a joke yeah and that's why i think this space cadet book and film would be per perfect timing I, i big big fan of um gerald clark you know rex bear yeah jeffrey Dougherty, matt mccroy anybody speaking about the truths of the history of us i've just been yourself you know for for years now i've been doing this and uh it's it's time because it, it really once you get to, once you figure out the medical part okay and these families there you have to realize well who's telling them what to do and it's it's actually literally off planet there's you've got to think of it like this folks is that if if you're having a if you understand you think the human came from the monkey okay well just think well what if a human came from a lizard because they did in the draconians And what if a, a, a human came from a cat or a dog or a wolf? Because they did. I mean, supposedly, there's all kinds of experiments for different kinds of life out there in this universe. It's so vast. And us humans are supposedly one of the more recent models. And, and um, what else do I want to teach you about this? The, 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 what I love most about this, what it did for me spiritually, it released me because I was raised in the Abrahamic religions. 
And it helped, it released me from that because, which is good because my Christianity said I was going to burn in hell forever because I'm a sinner, you know? That, so this released me when I realized that the Anunnaki brought the Abrahamic religions to earth to use as a, uh, to keep the flock, the, the sheep, the, as a, you know, herded basically. Now there's not saying, I don't want to disrespect anybody's love for their spirituality, their, their religion, but just know anything that you had going good on, that's good. Keep that. But, but you don't have to worry about burning in hell forever because you sinned or this or that you are, what I've come to believe anyway, that we are, we actually are God. We are source. We are from source. So we are source. Um, and even if you don't want to believe that, cause it sounds a little too cocky, just, just believe in yourself enough that you have every right. You don't have to bow down to anybody. You, please don't take any vaccines from anybody ever. Uh, don't, don't wear the mask if you can help it because that causes hypercapnia and hypoxia. And, uh, I'm, I'm sure eventually lung cancer because you're rebreathing your acid which as I was telling you before, the way we cure cancer is by getting rid of our acid. So all these poor people I'm watching with them, I never wear a mask anywhere. I don't care what they say. As soon as they bring it up, I turn on my live Facebook and I put it on them. I say, oh, you want to talk to 5,000 people? <laughs> what do you want to talk? What did you just say? I'm supposed to wear a mask? You know, I've got some videos up of me doing that. You yeah, know, I don't it, think we should comply. Well, that's, that's think true. We I think the, the ones who comply are complicit. And I understand a lot yes. of people are, I hate to use the word because that sounds, you know, as if I'm, I'm, I'm undermining some people's worry. Yeah, but when you comply all the time, you're complicit to continue to the next level. What's the next level? Well, it's going to be the mandatory vaccine. And what's after you comply with that? It's going to be microchipping. And after that, they turn on the 5G. And before you know it, transhumanism is here. You're going to be a bio robot. And who knows, even Elon Musk said it the other day, by the way, he's been red pilled a lot. If you have noticed, he said, this yeah. vaccine is not a vaccine. It is a gene therapy. The mRNA is going to go to your DNA. And what if somebody says, I want to make this town all into butterflies or want to make this town into chimeras? I mean, what could How can we prevent them from changing our DNA, which is totally irreversible? It's like if you have Linux in your computer and I go and I put Windows and the next time it says, oh, you need to press this button before you can continue using the computer. You need to upgrade again. And this is exactly what they want. They want to put Windows into your body and do upgrades for the rest of your life. And your God-given defense mechanism, your immune system will no longer be alive. They have killed it and now they're in charge of it. They have taken over. Yeah. Yeah. And all the more reason to say no to the shot and just get alkaline, folks. Just get alkaline. It's it's all you got to do. You're, you're not catching anything. Here's another thing I learned from Dr. Robert Young. His, he doesn't believe in the germ theory. He believes in the terrain model, which I do now, too, because yeah. after researching it, I get it. The germ theory says that somebody catches a bug from somewhere and then can give it to you. That's actually not true. What happens is that, um, how's the best way to explain this? We have so much, oh, I basically already did explain it. That this is just the beginning of it. You, you have acidosis. So, and do the, the, there's four ways of getting rid of your acidosis. And that's to sweat it out, to breathe it out, to poop it out and pee it out. And women get menstruation. So that's why they live longer, supposedly, because they have an extra way of getting rid of acid. That's what our whole life should be about. A, not bringing in any acid. So don't drink dairy or eat eggs and meat and, you know, 
uh, go plant-based and eat what God or what creator, what source, which we are source, if we're from source, do what source meant for these earth suits to run on. And that's get alkaline, dark green cruciferous vegetables. And it raises your vibration so much that you don't just cure what ails you. It, it makes you uh, like a superman. I'm a superhuman. Like <laughs> it's at 52 years old. I'm still just, I'm running around playing with the kids and, and, uh, I, it's, it's amazing. I know. And for a while there, I didn't have that because I was never perfect. Matter of fact, I used to be an alcoholic after my Hollywood days. And, uh, while I was curing people with cancer and stuff, I, next thing you know, I was a functioning alcoholic. So I had to learn. I'm, so I'm not trying to say like, I, I've always been perfect. I came, I went to the depths of hell and back, uh, while curing people with cancer all along. That was sort of the cool thing about it. I could never really totally lose it because too many people were counting on me you know even luckily you know we could just do <laughs> constellations on the phone there's not much to helping people cure cancer you just kind of give them some hope and watch the diet and they usually work themselves through you know do you feel do you feel better now i mean like i told you i saw your 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 fights and in in the in the 90s and so on do you feel better now than you did before That's what I'm kind of saying. I mean, I have had a, rip, a, a hip replacement, which, mm, I mean, it's good because it was bad. I was in, and that, that's where I went from. I went from champion to chump, like almost overnight, where I couldn't even walk for years. I was limping. Oh, wow. And then, the, you know, the self-medicating, next thing, you know, I'm a full-on alcoholic. Oh, it was just horrible. But in a way, it was good because otherwise I would have had a real simple life. You know, I think this was a good life. I got to learn a lot. I know it's not my only life, but it's one of many. And I really believe that I'm here for this kind of stuff right now. I, it was, I did whatever I wanted when I was younger. I, I became a kickboxing champion. I became an actor in Hollywood. You can see all my martial art movies uh, from back in the day. But I, th I think my true meaning was to be here at this time right now to help people through, to realize that just because the people that are in charge of us now doesn't mean it's over. You know, The more people wake up, we can turn them off in a flash. That's supposedly how it's supposed to happen. Once in the... the the tipping point happens. We're supposed to just, it's all supposed to fall together. So I'm, I'm like in the next month or so from what I've heard, what's going on out there. We'll play it by ear. Well, this is why it's important to have these practical conversations, because like I said, you know, whether it's you or any of that, really there's nothing, this is beyond our control right now. What we can do is at least take care of your temple, meaning yourself before you take care of the rest Because a lot of people, I, I hear a lot of people that are just out there working so many hours, just trying to make a living, but they, they let their temple fall and then they wonder why they get sick. But you mentioned electrons. That's a very, very key word. I remember my chat with Dr. Jerry Tennant from Texas, who almost died and then discovered that health is also electrons too. If you put a ceiling fan to blow, you know, air in front of you, or if you are in a convertible, all that air is coming to you is stealing your electrons. But when you go to a waterfall or to the ocean or you ground yourself, that's when you get the electrons. I mean, in the winter, you touch a, a doorknob or a car, you get shocked. Or when you shake somebody's hand and they're sick, they're taking your electrons. So it's very important for you to keep your electrons up. Now, let's go more. Yeah. So what's your take on electrons? Well, um, you know, and I wanted to, I can probably answer that and I, for something else too. Earlier, Although I had, didn't cure myself of cancer in the beginning, um, I actually had, luckily, I, because I was teaching everybody else how to do it, I used it on my own when I'm pretty sure I had prostate cancer and skin cancer. 
so, and for, for the electrons, all you do is drink more and eat more alkaline. And then that's, you're being fed electrons. If you're eating some, like a lot of people think fruit's good for you. Um, and it's just not, I'm sorry. There's, you can have watermelon. These are the ones you can have watermelon, lemon, lime, grapefruit, and avocado and tomato. If those, I think those are the ones, if they're all considered, yeah, even though they don't sound like fruit, some of them they are. Other than that, though, like mangoes, a- apples, oranges, nothing, not can't any of that because a lot of people, oh, but it's organic sugar. No, it doesn't matter. It's taking you, it's, a, it's donating protons and uh, neutrons and stealing electrons. And that's the best thing I can say about electrons is don't let them be stolen from you by what you eat, drink, or think. And so that's the key right there. Is it because um, of the, the uh, fructose also, which is like a sugar, of course? Oh, yeah, that's just pure nightmare right there. Anything that's not even natural. At least some of the, but that's, here's the thing. And one of my good, Gerald Clark, you know, he's one of our good friends and, and mentors. He, he passed away of, of cancer and uh, he was a vegan his whole life. So I have somebody would say, well, how could, how, like Steve Jobs, why did he die if he's a vegan? Well, the thing about vegan, you can drink beer and I'm not saying these people did, but, and eat pizza and still be a vegan. I mean, you have to be better than vegan. You have to be alkaline. J- uh, Brady. Jim, Jim Brady, the quarterback guy that just yeah. won the Super Bowl, he's he's alkaline. He's, he's the student of, of my professor. We're both the students of Dr. Robert O. Young. That's why he's the best quarterback in the world right now, because he eats alkaline. I could feel like I am a rubber. I'm like a little kid. I hang out with these little kids. Now, I used to be brittle. My bones were brittle. My joints were brittle. I had pain all the time. I had that, that. I probably could have fixed the hip if I known then what I know now. But I got the hip replaced and... I, I won't have to have another hip replacement. Most martial artists, usually if they got one, they'll get two if you kicked a lot. And I did. But I don't think so because now I'm I'm juicy. <laughs> I'm juicy is the best way I can say it. I'm, I feel so limber. And I've got some amazing workouts down. I work with my friend Raul Rodriguez. He's got the R30 program. Where in 30 minutes, you use the TRX. So you don't even need a big... And people can go and check this out if they want some personal training for me. I can show them how to do it at home. You get a TRX where you tie to the door, and you can do your whole body using your own weight to um, counteract it. Uh, we're not doing video now, so you can't see, but I'm in really good shape for 52. And I teach all that, too. So it's, it's basically your diet and a little bit of exercise, not a heck of a lot. You want to crack a sweat because that's how you clean up your interstitial fluids. You know, That's what I did when I got... I'm pretty sure it was prostate cancer because I couldn't hold my pee. This is in my 40s. And uh, this is back when I was, I had just probably quit smoking cigarettes. And I used to be a three pack a day smoker and I'd drink a gallon of vodka easy wow. in my bad days. <laughs> so I'm coming off of that and all of a sudden I can't hold my pee. And a normal person would have went and got their prostate checked and probably would have got chemo radiation surgery. I just uh, went alkaline and within three months it was gone. Uh, all my symptoms were gone anyway. And you can, again, you want to find out if you got cancer or not, get pH trips and pee on them in the morning and see what they say. That's your most accurate readings in the morning. You can do it throughout the day too if you want, but find out what it is. Again, 6.3 is average. You want 7.2 and above. I'm usually about eight or above because I'm taking so much baking soda, a teaspoon of baking soda after meals and a teaspoon before bed. But let, so, me, let me play devil's care. advocate for a second. Let me play devil's advocate for a second. Because I've heard mm-hmm. that if you go to 
alkaline, that could also have a detrimental effect. You could develop kidney stones and things along those lines. Oh, yeah. Is that true? No, thank you for asking that. Turns out you cannot be too alkaline. Now, this is where people get mixed up. They think I'm talking about alkalinity of the blood, and I'm not. We right. The blood can't change. If it changes, you die. That's why we use the interstitium and the interstitial fluids to clean the blood. Define that. The Define blood. that. That's all over your book. Define that, please. The interstitium? Yes. The interstitium is the largest, yeah, thank you. It's the largest organ in the body, even larger than the skin now. It's all the area other than the blood and the, uh, the skin. Uh, oh, it's been a while since I explained this one. But basically, you've got an interstitium, and that's all the space around your cells, I think. It's where it's your, the interstitium will take the acid out of your blood via the lymph node system. You know, it shakes it up, cleans it up, and it will put back in into your blood what's good. But the bad stuff, it will put into your pee, and you'll pee it out or you'll go to the bathroom. And what you should also be doing is sweating. This is because you can only pee and poop so much and menstruate so much. So what you do have control over the, is breathing and sweating. So this is where my training people, I get them all at least cracking a sweat. You don't need 40 minutes of cardio, but 20 is good. So you crack a sweat and you're sweating. And people should take hot baths or saunas whenever they can. Especially, that's what I did when I got this convid thing a few months, or I mean, a year, like about a year. I think I got it in February. Uh, I just took took my baking soda, a teaspoon after. Wait, so you, so you, got, you got COVID? Is that what you're saying? You got COVID? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Our whole family had so, the COVID back February when it came up. And we all had, I lost it. And one, I had one day I would have had to take it off work because I went to the sauna and I sweat it out. That's what we always do as a fighter. As soon as you get sick, you go to the sauna, sweat it out. And it turns out because you're sweating out your interstitial fluids. And that's what I'm trying to explain is that you have an interstitium that they never knew about. New York Times just finally accepted it. My guy, Dr. Young, has been working on it for 20 years. So he knows we have this interstitium that will suck the acid out of your blood and then it gives you a chance to either sweat it out, pee it out, poop it out, whatever, but get it out of you. And if you don't, it stays in you. And next thing you know, you'll get maybe, if you're lucky, a boil. If you're unlucky, you'll get skin cancer or it'll go to one of your organs and it'll give you some other kind of cancer. Go or to a your tumor. Brain, your brain cancer. Yeah. You're, if any acid that doesn't get removed the way it's supposed to be, eliminated properly, will turn into something bad. So that's why we really need to get sweating, folks. Sweating, taking the baking soda. Don't put acid in you. Don't eat meat. Don't eat dairy. Don't eat sweets. You know, stick to the dark. A lot of salads. You're just going to have a lot of salads. My favorite breakfast in the world is you eat, the only bread we're allowed to eat is uh, Ezekiel because it's sprouted bread. And uh, so I'll have uh, an avocado on that with some pink salt, pink salt and pepper, you know maybe a little vegan ease. I sneak that in sometimes. Cause again, I'm not really battling cancer. My pH is eight or nine all the time. So I, I don't have to worry. And I do have a cheat day too. Everybody, you don't have to be perfect all the time. Like on weekends, I'm not that strict because I'm, I keep an eye on my pH and nothing's wrong with me right now. So if you have stage four cancer though, I wouldn't cheat at all. I would, I would wait till you're cancer free for like a year before you even think of cheating. And even then be very careful. Cause I've had people, 10 years, they're cancer-free. 
and they, they went off of the diet and all of a sudden, bam, it's back. And then it's, it's not that easy to get a hold of it again. And they didn't and they passed. So well, would you agree? You and let, let me just issue the disclaimer once again, even though we said it at the beginning, you know, we're not doctors. We're not giving medical advice. We're just having a conversation here. But when it comes to to people who, as you say, they, 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 the industry calls it remission because they don't want you to forget that at any moment, the little boogeyman will come again. But you know, if you are um, diagnosed with cancer, shouldn't the first thing that the oncologist say, well, aside from not giving you the the cut, uh, poison or burn part, which is the standard of care, shouldn't they say also, do not, do not eat or consume any sugar products? Yeah, it's unbelievable. People are lining up getting chemo and they're having cookies served to them and coffee. Right. Triple acid. <laughs> you might as well drop some real acid, have some fun while you're dying. <laughs> well, the thing is that sugar basically, you know, I, I saw it because I'm a very visual person. And I remember years ago, a, a somebody sent me a, a, a video from a doctor who did an experiment. He had uh, in his office, you know, a, a microscope. He had two patients who did not have any disease, put the, um, what do you call it, uh, the blood under the microscope, and he, you saw the white blood cells going out at eating anything, anything that was not supposed to be there. They were active, little soldiers, and then had two people, the same people, just eat some ice cream or, or whatever it was, cookies or sugar. Half an hour later, extracted some blood, put it on the microscope, and guess what happened? The white blood cells completely fell asleep, totally paralyzed, and the Bad things were reproducing and going everywhere. That alone, to me, yeah. was proof of fact. Yes. You nailed it, buddy. You nailed it. That's it. That's Dr. Young says, because somebody will come and have a big argument about eggs. If we bring up eggs, I want to forget about it. They're like, oh, it's organic. It's good. It's like, yeah, well, go ahead and look at the blood after you eat under a microscope. And when you see that get glob, beautiful, everything beautiful and nice and sweet, and all of a sudden this glob comes over and puts it all to death, I mean, then you might not want to have that, you know? So you're saying but that eggs do that too? Blood. You're saying that eggs do that too? Yeah, eggs eggs are really bad. Huh. Meat's really bad. Turkey's bad. Chicken's bad. I think the least worst of all the meats is actually the old steak, you know, a good old steak or grass-fed stuff, beef, but it's still acidic. So we wouldn't, that's, in my book, it, in the middle, it's got what's acidic and what isn't. And, but it's basically the given, you know, y'all know sweets and, and dairy and meat are probably not going to be on the good side of the list. And you're right. <laughs> All the good side of the list is the, you know, the broccoli, the dark green cruciferous vegetables, you know, everything organic, of course, everything has to be organic because not only... You're not just wa – let's say you buy something not organic. You're not just going to have to wash the shit out of it to get all the shit out of it. You're, you you got to know that that's been growing in soil that since 1940 has been pesticided and, and put so many horrible things in it. And you're you're creating life out of that? No, you're, you're – that's, that's not food. So the first thing on everybody's list, if they're not already organic, should be, especially when it comes to meat. Never Never eat – McDonald's or any of that kind of stuff. You got if you're gonna have hamburger, go buy grass-fed, you know, organic meat. Same, but really, if you want to be healthy, you don't run on electron, uh, uh, protons or neutrons, and that's what you get from meat and anything else. You you run on electrons, so that's from the greens. 
I sometimes have doctors, friends of mine who come over and they say, why are you taking so many supplements? I don't take anything at all. Well, that's why, and I, you know, have a lot of doctors who listen to us here, but, you know, the life expect, the, the average life expectancy of a medical doctor is 56. But I tell them, look, since the 1920s, 30s, our soil has been depleted. We used to have sulfur, sulfur from the dead, you know, worms that would die and all that would just completely revitalize the soil. Our soil is so depleted. I saw a picture the other day of the 1960s and 70s at a beach somewhere in California. Hundreds of people. Not one person was obese. Everybody looked great. Why? Because we had our nutrients now we have no nutrition, and that's why our bodies are always asking for more food. And what do people do? Buy cheap stuff, and I know some people can't afford it. But remember, what's what's not going to cost you now, it's going to cost you later in medical bills. So you better think about your health right now and, and just you know, alkalinity. That is one of the cheapest things that you can do. But what about Tom Brady? You mentioned Tom Brady. I believe he eats salmon and other meats as well. Am I right? Yeah, he, like me, isn't perfect. <laughs> Dr. Young would have us all just, you know, especially if, and rightfully so, if you're stage four cancer. But, uh, okay, so I know he likes his blueberries and his strawberries, as do I. Um, yeah, and on weekends, he'll have his organic meats and stuff. And that, I believe it's because, and I'm an athlete as well. If you're an athlete, you're, you're sweating your interstitium out. Your interstitial fluids are clean. You know, then you're pretty much okay, especially if five days a week if you're vegan, you know. So, and I don't know his exact. He, I was, you know, it's funny. Dr. Robert Young spoke to him right before the game because they're friends, you know, and he's got mm-hmm. he loves them because he's got them on the best diet in the world. And uh, he said that uh, he 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 has to really be careful too because of he's such a huge star, you know. Because I even saw that his kids were wearing masks. Uh, you know, when he was the MVP or whatever he was, and he was up on the stage and his kids were wearing masks. And I thought, oh, maybe he hasn't talked that much to Dr. Young yet because I didn't know much about their relationship. But it turns out he, he has, and he does know. But because he works for whoever he works for, whatever team, you've got to follow the rules. So I was kind of going to get, I was kind of getting mad at him. I'm like, you should know better than wearing a mask. Why are you wearing a mask on TV? Why are your kids wearing a mask on TV? That's wrong. It's child abuse. I was starting to get mad. And Dr. Young said, no, no, no. He knows. He knows. He just can't. He can't be as boisterous as you are. He'd get get killed if somebody somebody like him did that. Absolutely. All of a sudden, uh, a a private plane crash or something happens. (laughs) Oops. Brady went away. But it's because of, you're right. And it's all for optics. You know, the same thing with, and I don't mean to bring politics politics again, but a lot of people say, you know, why why did Trump push the vaccine? Well, he was pushing hydroxychloroquine from the beginning, and he was demonized. And now all of a sudden, Biden wins. And, oh, guess what? We made a mistake. And all these doctors, the frontline doctors in Texas and the South, that were saying, please, please, allow hydroxychloroquine. Now all of a sudden... The CDC and Fauci and the rest of them are saying, oh, yeah, we made a mistake. Uh, this is actually uh, proven positive that it's actually good for, for you know, t- curing uh, COVID-19. But then again, no apology, nothing. So Trump couldn't do all of that at the same time because imagine if he says no vaccines and, and no more wars and all these industrialists and the 13 families, they would have given him a uh, JFK haircut by now. Yeah, you think so? I wondered that myself because I thought when he did lose, he would come clean and say, by the way, 
big pharma's bullshit, vaccines are bullshit, this is all a lie. And and I would even if I was him, I would but of course that's easy for me to say. You're right. He was you know what I've heard too though, on top of the reason why he that supposedly the, all that Q stuff was supposed to come true, the arrests were about to happen. But one of the biggest excuses I've heard that I can't help but wonder about is that the the East Coast was going to get nuked. New York City was going to get nuked if they went through with it. Did you hear any of that stuff? I did. I did hear that again. Can, I, can we prove it? No. But I also heard right. that a few days ago, uh, I guess it was a drone because he's pretty protected, I guess. But I guess a drone came close to where he was, his, his sleeping quarters in Mar-a-Lago, and shot a window, shot through a window. So I guess he had another attempt to his life. I don't know if you heard that. No, no. Wow. So yeah, for a lot of my, now I can't even talk to a lot of my friends that were Democrats just had a heyday with this whole thing. I'm like, see, sucker, you believe in that cue. And I said, I'm I'm like you, I didn't believe in anything. I just listened to everything. And, and, uh, but at the end of the day, because even my psychic friends were all said Trump was going to win by a landslide. And it turns out they were right. He did. And we were robbed. There's a movie, I, I was watching it right before you and I got on the phone here. Um, I bet you I know which movie you're going to, the, the, the cool video clip. Is that the one about the the uh, insurrection inside of the Capitol? Um, which one? Which one were you watching? It's it's the one where it, it shows the voter fraud, the machines. Oh, you're talking about uh, Mike Lindell's movie, the Pillow yeah, Guy. The movie. Yeah, the Pillow Guy made the movie. Are you talking about I'm not that? Sure about- I probably I, I was I just caught it was watching it before we got on, but they basically went and showed flat out that it was robbed. Yeah. That we were robbed. That's it. So, and I think it just came out. So I'm, I'm sh- this is really good news, you guys. I think I have a feel probably by the time people even listen to the show, maybe it's all happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I I think the good the good guys actually did win. See, my frustration with all of this is that I have seen even more evidence than some people have seen. I have seen stuff that people have sent me that I've sent out. And the thing is that no judge wants to hear it. And even the Supreme Court, look how they behaved. And, oh, supposedly they didn't hear the case because of technicalities. Give me a break. We need to learn from what's happening in Myanmar, formerly Burma. You know, they, they had a... a uh, Clinton Foundation appointee there, this lady, and uh, they stole the election with the same technology. And what did the military do? A coup. They arrested everybody, and now they're waiting some time for things to cool off to conduct a new election, and they'll transfer power to the new elected election, uh, whoever leader is in the future. And guess what Biden is saying? Oh, you need to respect the election. This military coup cannot stand. What a hypocrisy. <laughs> I know. Oh man, I just this is. I guess we should all get rewarded for our patience the, from January to March or April, whatever it takes. Because as long as we can stay sane, that's why get alkaline, get exercise, and do yoga without masks. If you have a yoga studio that makes you wear masks, quit. <laughs> but just just try and stay stay moving because I have a feeling it's all coming together. And if not, here's the one thing I got going for me, brother, is is Never give up. I never. If you watch watch Ian Jacqueline versus James Claggett on the YouTube, you see my ass get kicked. But I never gave up. I never gave up, and I will never give up. And if for some reason the Q thing turned out to be a lie, and 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 Trump was never on our side, and it's all just a lie, well, at least now we know how to do it. Q just showed us we could just copy everything he did, basically energetically speaking. 
King as far as the way things were handled. And let's do it. Let's somehow, you know, rise up and, and but I think we may not, I don't think we're going to have to have a revolution. I think it's already been handled, but we'll wait and see. Let's get back to this again, because we're, we're just scratching the surface here. A very relevant question at the, the time we'll be recording this. First, we're told masks are not necessary. Then we get two weeks to flatten the curve. Now it's almost a year. Now we're told wear two masks, which are better than one. You know what? Fauci might as well tell us to wear two swimsuits to protect ourselves from pee in a pool. More and more <laughs> studies are coming out showing that masks do not work. And what you said, when we, you, you wear a mask, all this, we're excreting our CO2 from our mouths and we're recycling that back in. What's going to happen in the next year or two, with, even with children who are wearing, I see these two, three-year-old children on planes wearing the mask for hours and hours. What's going to happen to their brain development? What's going to happen to their their blood pH, uh, Ian? Yeah, they're all going to get, I mean, it's called acidosis of the lungs, which will be one form is, you know, the, the usual asthma. And those are the people having the worst breathing issues now, the ones that already have asthma, because that means you're not, you don't have asthma, you have acidosis of your lungs. Your lungs are full of slime and, and acid because of what you eat, drink, and think. We can we cure that all the time. Once you become unacidic, you don't have asthma anymore. And the same thing happens with this. They're rebreathing. So most people, they're going to, lung cancer is going to go up. I bet it already has. I'm sure asthma has gone up. Any lung disorder, uh, I, I just can't imagine the people that already have, you know, that, those kind of problems that are wearing the masks. I feel so sorry for them. But at the same time, they don't have to because I don't. I've only once had to wear a mask, and that's because I was in the hood, and black lives definitely matter to all these people. <laughs> didn't They didn't know, I guess, that I thought the same thing. But uh, the guy was like, you got to wear a mask to be in here. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. And, and I, that was one thing I noticed, too. Being in a black neighborhood compared to a white neighborhood, I mean – it just really was a wake-up call. I'm like, whatever happened to the back of the bus? That's what I said. You know, I feel like uh, Rosa Parks right now, and you, you're making me sit at the back of the bus, make wearing a wearing a mask, you know. But I did that one time just because it was a money store, and I, you know, you can't when somebody needs money, you got to send it. So I suffered that one time. But <laughs> in general, I won't wear the mask. I'll just, and nobody's made me so far yet either. Well, so you I know would what? tell you, everybody, stop wearing the mask. I'm glad you're mentioning this because. The African-American committee should know this better than anybody else. Mass, that is a symbol of slavery, number one. Number two, what happened from 19, was it, for 30 years, 1930s to the, or 40s to the 70s, I forgot exactly, but the Tuskegee experiment, where black people were being given a vaccine that they thought was for the good, and they were being given syphilis for decades so that is the one population, in my opinion, that should be very, very concerned about what's inside of this vaccine. The difference is, is now that everybody is in the same boat. But I remember, Ian, talking to with someone from OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health uh, Administration, last year. And she said the reason why doctors wear a mask in the operating room is to avoid their saliva from falling inside an open wound. So it's to protect the patient from them. And also, yeah. the ventilation system at hospitals puts out more oxygen than, uh, say, a regular office building in order to compensate for the reduction of oxygen intake while wearing a mask. Why doesn't Dr. Fauci and the CDC mention this? Because they're depriving people from oxygen. 
Yeah, well, this is where my movie Space Cadet comes in. It's because they're all uh, draconians. <laughs> draconian souls. At best, maybe reptilians. You know, Trump's reptilian. He's or it's negative blooded. And I, from my research, and I've asked a number of people, you, you pretty much, if you're arch negative blooded, then you're there's a, there's a really good chance that you, you've got a draconian soul or reptilian. Now, draconians are all bad. Those are the Clinton types, the uh, Bushes. Uh, reptilians, Trump, I'm sure, is a reptilian. They're not all bad. They're they're sort of with the humans too. Uh, this is going deep, red pill into my space cadet movie, and um, supposedly not. Every RH negative person is for sure. You could, or no, I actually, sorry, the other, my friend, he can do, uh, what's he do? He does the uh, pendulum and he asked God one day and he said, Dowsing. can you, yeah, yeah. his name's uh, Gary. I'm going to forget his last name. You probably know him. He's, he's, he's out there a lot talking about this stuff. Gary Carlson. And he was, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, okay. the guy, he's got the glasses and he's always like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, I love that He's, guy, he's been asking to come on the show. Gary, maybe this is time now. Yeah. Oh, if you haven't had him, you got to get him. He He's so awesome. I, there's something about his energy. He's just such a pure spirit. Uh, and he's got a really cool story, too. He used to be a big-time gambler and stuff. And yeah, you'd have an interesting show with him. And and so he read for me because he was wondering, why are you asking so much questions about RH Negative? And I'm like, look, I'm a – I just, like – war i mean the war games or whatever if i'm going to be a, a leader i gotta at least know what's going on you know and uh and i said as soon as i found out who the illuminati are and who the royals are and that every united states president ever except for um uh the one the blonde haired guy um carter carter Every president but Carter has been RH negative blooded. So I'm like, duh, there's just certain obvious things. Now, I've got a lot of RH negative blooded friends. So I'm looking out for them. It's sort of like, you know, you have whatever. You're just looking out for your friends. Like my grandma used to hide the Jews in her basement in Amsterdam to save them. So I'm kind of doing the same thing with the RH negatives. I don't want them to get attacked when all this comes out, when people get red pilled and they start realizing most of the enemies are RH negative. Well, it doesn't really matter because you could, Gary read it and found out you could be an RH positive person and still have a draconian soul. So really, there's only one way to tell if you're a draconian soul or not, and that's if you're a douche. If you're just an <laughs> evil douche that nobody likes, you're probably a draconian soul. <laughs> if you're kind of a douche, sometimes maybe you're reptilian. And, no, I, I don't want to be a judge right here, but you hear what I'm saying. This is what I've been trying to get to the bottom of because – you got to wonder. You got to wonder. And and really, it comes from the Anunnaki came to Earth. They made the Earth human being. Uh, and they had to, it didn't happen overnight. It took hundreds of thousands of years to come up with Adam, from what I understand. And then it took a long time to come up with an Eve. And then there was a lot of Adams and a lot of Eve. So there's no one story. It's, it's like they, they basically took the ape man that was on Earth, these Anunnaki, those from above that came below, and they... Updated is gave us the reptilian brain, you know, made it easier to live here on Earth by being in the, the monkey with the monkey gene added to our system. So that's what's going on. There's basically and Earth is just a it's a playground for so many different star systems. And supposedly the good news here is, from what I understand, the good guys, there's more good than bad in the universe. And they're basically put an end to the draconian rule. And that's why. 
Trump almost basically won. That's why Trump's even there. Why we're normally we don't even know this stuff. We just go to work and come home, and we don't know our children are being eaten at night, and they're drinking blood and sacrificing to Satan. All this we never knew any of that. Now we do, and it's over. It's over. Y'all can't keep doing that. <laughs> but you see, you mentioned so, you, you're deep into the rabbit holes. So I'll say it here. But when we people talk about Adam and Eve, and I don't mean to offend my religious friends, but Adam and Eve had three sons: Cain and Abel. And, you know, Cain killed Abel in the story of the first murder, but they had a third son named Seth. So they had three sons. How in the world did we get uh, all the population if it comes from Adam and Eve? Did uh, Seth have sex with Eve? I don't think so. So, you know, that story, to me, it's allegory. Something else happened. I think that we were created by a god or gods. I don't believe in the... In the uh, What do you call it in the Big Bang? I don't believe in evolution right. either because I haven't seen a fossil in transition. I mean, we we haven't seen a half monkey, half human fossil in the fossil world, have you? Right. So when it comes to the mess, what damage does that cause to your body after a few minutes? I've seen people that put a uh, oxygen, what do you call it, uh, an oxygen meter next to their mess. And in a matter of five, 10 seconds, their oxygen goes from 92 to 85, 80, 70. Yep. It, it, aside from giving you probably lung cancer down the line, or at least asthma and hypoxia and um, hypercapnia, it's, I can't imagine what it's doing to your self-esteem. It's weird when I see women now, I mean, I have got a girlfriend and everything, so I'm cool, but you see a woman and she's got a mask on, I, I don't know if women do that when they see men with a mask. When I see men with masks, I'm, I, I'm, I, I mean, I get it, but I, there's a part of me that just says, don't you, don't you feel bad? Don't you feel like a dunce? Like the dunce in the corner, but you didn't do anything wrong. So why are you wearing a dunce cap? I just don't get it. Now, I do get some people that, oh, I don't want to hurt other people's feelings and they'll get all scared. Well, fuck them. You know, stand up for your rights. It's not your fault. They're stupid. <laughs> if you're smart enough, you woke up in time then fine. You, and you don't have to feel bad for them. But you can be nice to them. I try and be polite and stuff. And I always tell, as soon as I get in an Uber, I go, you don't have to wear that. <laughs> you know, I don't even give them a chance to look at me not wearing one. I say, you don't have to wear that. That's all bullshit. And then I go into my cancer coaching and how I get everybody alkaline and you can look me up online, you know. And a, a 40, 20-minute Uber ride, I've got a new uh, educated awake person to start spreading the news you know but we just stand up for yourself you're you are from source so you are source nobody has anything over you especially not draconians <laughs> yeah yeah we have to take a one and only break now but before we leave let me just leave this here in addition to the experimental vax where two-thirds of the population can't wait to get punctured without any safety studies or legal protection in case of injury or death What do you think the future results will be in a year or 10 after we can see the aftermath of what has really happened? And I don't mean to undermine or forget about the deaths, but COVID has a survival rate of 99.9% plus. What about the people who will be injured by prolonged use of masks and the VAX? We'll get your answer on the other side. Ian, how can people learn more about your work, watch your, your videos, you buy your books and so on? Okay, well, for the cancer, it's just simple, iCureCancer.com. My production studio, because I'm not just into health, I'm into everything, it's called archangelstudios.org. 
course, I got the old ianjacklin.com. I haven't checked that in a while, though. Uh, I'm on I'm Ian Jacklin on Facebook, uh, Ian Jacklin on YouTube, and uh, my email is gi, jacklin at yahoo.com, like G.I. Joe, but Jacklin, J-A-C-K-L-I-N, at Yahoo. If you need it, if you want any uh, coaching or anything, I'm around. And when we come back, I want to ask you also, can someone acidic have trouble impregnating or conceiving a child that, that also affects the health of the baby, I believe. All of this when we come back. I'm here with Ian Jacklin. This is Mel Hasselreich, and you are listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know. <laughs>